The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So it's good to uh, good to sit with you. Good to be with you. Um, yeah, it's always easier actually to say hello and welcome after we all sit. Kind of deeper greeting in a way. So um, yeah, I'll be. I'm your substitute teacher this week, and um, yeah, we'll be be with you uh, these days. And um, I'll, I'll actually also do tomorrow night um, and and Thursday night do a Zoom session, an optional Zoom session for a half hour. That I'll, I'll post the info at the end um, for you know we can sit for a few minutes and um, and have any questions or dialogue. So. Um, Yeah, I have this this friend, um, longtime practitioner, and um, and and he he is always working actively on something in his practice, as if he's like in the new phase of like intense excitement about Dharma practice. He's just like always there, actively contemplating something, and. Um, Whenever, whenever we talk, it's like he's living in a Dharma talk, giving it to himself, then giving it to anyone <clears throat> who will listen, really. And uh, he's extremely persuasive. And um, one time we smoke and... Um, remember this conversation and and uh and he said you know we're um we're always saying let go we're always saying open up to anicca open up to unreliability uncertainty comprehend dukkha comprehend suffering and he said it's too much it's too much we need to teach pleasure that's what we need to teach and um and so this week the the theme is uh varieties of uh of dharma pleasure now dharma pleasure is weird pleasure in a way but it's pleasure nonetheless um pleasure is not the same as satisfaction and i i really associate ordinary pleasure with um, actually strengthening the patterns of craving, of craving, seeking relief, finding some kind of brief seclusion from the pain of craving, but then the cycle continuing. Whereas maybe we say Dharma pleasures are distinctive insofar as uh, they don't create thirst. They actually satiate. They, they are um, pleasures that leave peace in their wake. 
So that's the theme. And um, today, the pleasure of, uh, of having a path, the pleasure of having a path. Um, we're, we're all, um, I, I sometimes say, we're all philosophers of happiness. And we, we, uh, we've all asked the question many times implicitly, what is the good life? Yeah, as a philosopher might ask, what is a good life? And we're all, in a sense, tentatively living our answer. And um, as a kid, I was, um, without really knowing it, but just looking back, you know, retrospect, I, I was asking this question and was kind of picking up and ruling out many different philosophies of happiness and a sense of like, could this work? No. Could that work? No. I I was so sensitive to suffering and um, with so little equanimity. And I was just like trying out what could work, what could work. And my conclusion was that I didn't know. And my conclusion was that adults, the adults didn't know that much about happiness either. And uh, I kind of waded into this path years later with a great deal of um, skepticism, sort of unsure that this had anything new to offer really. And, um, Many of the the tears that I would shed in the early years of practice were tears of of relief, and they were the relief of this. I found a path, yeah. not the path, not the path that everyone must walk, not the one true path, but I found a path. This is a path for me. And there is so much relief in that and a sense of like um, my heart kind of interlocking with some vision of happiness. Very soothing. Um, the, the philosopher Nietzsche said, um, one who has a why can bear almost any how. One who has a why can bear almost any how. And we need to be uh, convinced of our why. But when we are convinced, the why, wisdom and love, when we do become convinced, the rest is just kind of details. Yeah, The rest of the path, how I'm doing, where it's going, what I'll learn, how much I'll achieve details. We have our why. And I'm really alluding to, in a sense, the arising of faith, a certain kind of the pleasure of faith. Vaclav Havel said, hope is not the conviction something will turn out well, but the certainty that something makes sense regardless of how it turns out. And uh, 
there's this kind of faith. We relax, we relax. We're not um, compulsively looking for evidence that we're on the right track. You know, that sense of just like pinging around within our experience, just looking, am I doing this right? Is this right? Should I be doing something else? Should I be that kind of um, energetic state that, that starts to fade. The, the absence of faith, we could say, is a kind of <clears throat> this wobble, a, a certain kind of ambivalence of always looking for evidence that we're doing it the right way or trying to sort out our place on the path or comparing ourselves to others rather than just actually feeling one's own belonging within the Dharma. And um, the absence of this, this kind of faith leads us to a sense of like grappling in the dark and never sure exactly what's trustworthy, where to look for data, you know, where to validate what we're doing. And um, and that fades, that fades. There's a pleasure in our faith. We stop guessing if we're getting it right because um, we know we're just going to keep going, exploring, learning, growing. And the pleasure of this kind of faith is, uh, it's a, it's a particular pleasure. I'm no, no fundamentalist. I'm really almost reverential about the, the permanent possibility of being wrong. But, um, at the same time, my mind hasn't wobbled about the path for, for a long time. And what that feels like is um, a very abiding confidence in wisdom and love. Not more than that, just a confidence in that. This is Ken McLeod. Um, few times in my life, I've been in difficult situations, situations in which I could not see any way forward. In my morning practice sessions, I would, to the best of my ability, rest in the confusion that swirled inside of me. I suppose it was the years of effort that made that resting possible, even though all those years, those efforts had seemed paltry and ineffective. When I could rest in the confusion, it grew quiet and dark, the quiet of a dark night with no moon or stars. As I rested in that darkness, a clarity would sometimes arise and with it a sense of direction. How or what discerned that clarity or that direction, I don't know, but both were there. The clarity didn't illumine anything. It didn't make anything in the situation clearer. It just indicated a direction where that direction led or what I would encounter. I had no idea. There was a direction 
nothing more. One of the pleasures of this path is uh, we have a direction. We have a direction. And uh, even when the confusion swirls, uh, we there's solace in a direction. There's solace in a kind of faith in wisdom and love that that will matter. That will matter no matter what unfolds. That will matter. So I uh, offer this for your consideration. And um, we'll, uh, we'll keep going tomorrow. Yeah. New strange pleasures of uh, Dharma practice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you all. Yeah. And um, I'll post that the Zoom info here. For uh, it'll be tomorrow and Thursday. Let's see. Um, okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, folks. Um, yeah, I wish you wish you a good uh, good day, and um, yeah, nice to see your names here in the chat. Uh, I'll see you uh, see you in the morning. Yeah, okay. <laughs>